Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of At The Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and this week I am joined by Mr. Barney Metcalf. It's, it's me again. Ooh. And Harry is unfortunately not able to join us this week, but that's Busy fighting okay. He has... Uh, so this is the review of the year, part two. Uh, listen to... I mean, you don't have to. If, if the films we covered last week don't interest you, uh, then you don't have to listen to it. Uh, but listen, but it, you should listen to this one. And since Harry's unable to join us, he has instead sent through uh, brief reviews on the films we're going to be covering. Well, the ones he's seen. Polite anyway. man here. Um, so I will. So Barney and I, we will talk about them for a bit, and then um, I'll and we'll give our ratings, and I'll read Harry's reviews and then uh we will yeah that that that's that's how this whole thing is going to be structured so we're going to just jump right into it we did a three-part retrospective looking at the entire career of christopher nolan in anticipation of oppenheimer and uh, well we're going to talk about oppenheimer now and also barbie and the whole barbenheimer I was going to say movement. I don't know if it's technically a movement, but it's movement. the whole Barbenheimer. So, I... When when these movies were announced, I was not that interested, to be honest, because Christopher Nolan had been letting me down since 2010, so it's like, it's... You know, I, I, I was like, nah. And I don't love Greta Gerwig as a filmmaker. Like, I'm just gonna be completely honest. I'm not the biggest Greta Gerwig fan. These films were announced coming out the same day, and I was just sort of like, "Well, I mean, I'll see them. I'll, 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 I'll commit to it. I'll see these movies on the same day." For a long period of time, I was genuinely like, "I don't really care." You know, I, I was like. Yeah, they're gonna be. Yeah, I was like, yeah, they'll be all right. And, and I and I and I remember sort of leading up to their release. I don't know, something happened, and I was sort of more interested. Like, sort of as we were getting closer to the release, day, I'm like, oh, this is like, I, I don't know what it was, but it was like, okay, I'm more. And sort of like a couple of days before, I'm like, no, I actually think like, cause cause this is seen as more of a celebration of cinema. Like, this is not really seen as like. Because I've been talking to people for a while and I'd sort of been like treating it almost as like it was like a competition between the two films. Like, oh, I'm going to, you know, and there were people were like, oh, I'm going to pay to see Barbie and then I'll sneak into a screening of Oppenheimer. And I'm like, fucking, why would you do that? So yeah, I saw this I saw opening day. I went with a friend. We dressed in suits because... Because you're classy. Yeah. Because I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see Minions. The Rise of Crew. So I, I, it was, I it was you. Yes. Um. So yeah, I saw Oppenheimer, and I thought it was very, very good. Probably my favorite Nolan film since Inception. So thirteen. Oh, I was years. gonna say like favorite Nolan film. Gee, that's high, high praise. But it's not like the best. Look, it's a, it's a, it's not, it's not as good as everyone says. I want to make that clear. I think it's a very good film, but it's not. I, I remember you were. You're um you were a very big fan when it first came out. Yeah, I I I was, and I I I've sort of the more I've thought about it, the more I'm like, okay, I've adjusted my rating, but not by like that much. I'm just sort of like, it's not that, 
but I still think it's very good. I still think it's one of the best of the year. I think it, I mean, I preferred it to Barbie, maybe because I'm a sexist, possibly. Sorry, I just I am, but I think it, I, and to be honest, I, I, I mean, first of all, it's three hours long. Can, can, can we not though? Like, I, I don't, I found it fairly engaging, but also I was like, do we need it to be that long? Like, do we need a three-hour film? Like, I, I don't know. I just felt sort of like, yeah, I, I, I didn't need all of it, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I saw it lay on my thoughts on the film. I, I like the film. I think it's good. There are, there are chunks of it that I love, but um, there are also other bits where I just kind of started to zone out a bit. I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. He's, <laughs> he's, he's staring and we're seeing science happen. Yeah, I've because I've thought about it, and I think the honestly, I know a lot of people complain about Nolan and his and the female characters, and this film they really felt very underserved, and I I don't really yeah. doesn't I mean look, Forrest Pugh I think is a great talent, but she's not. The, like I didn't really see the point in her character, to be honest. I I kind of felt like. I mean, yeah, I can't really think what she adds to the film. I'd say yeah. Emily Blunt's also quite a good actress, but again, I didn't think I was actually. No, I did. I did yeah. quite enjoy her. But... I thought Emily Blunt was okay, but I remember going into the film and there'd be like, because some people had already seen, and there was like Oscar buzz around Emily Blunt. And I was like, and I went in with that yeah. expectation, and then she's barely in the film, and I was like, huh. What uh, what movie did I watch? Like, like what? Like, because we clearly saw different movies. If if Emily Blunt is uh, being considered like an Oscar's favorite, on on the flip side, Killian Murphy I thought was phenomenal in it. I think Killian Murphy's a great talent. Mm, yeah, I, I, he, really I think he gives. I'm not. I'm not going to say my favorite performance of the year, but it's very very close. Robert Downey Jr. was also quite good yeah. in it. Very good. Um, you know, Rob, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. has always been like a great actor, you know. But you know, doing Marvel, he's just kind of stuck doing Iron Man for years. Yeah, and I mean, he's great in that part. I think he's great in those films. But it's nice to see him sort of do something a bit different after doing sort of the same thing for for ten years. You know, who I thought was actually not very good in the film at all, though, Benny Safdie as the uh, the Russian. Uh, oh yeah, he is in this. I think Benny Safdie's a, a, a really bad actor. He sh- he should just stick to making films because he can't act like at all. But to be honest, most of the cast didn't do like because I remember going into the film like, oh, Matt Damon's in it. You know, he's got a, a part. He's got one of the bigger parts in it. You know, Jack Quaid in it as Richard Feynman. I, I was gonna say there's this film is just full of random people. I'm like, oh, you're here. This, you're, yeah. um, I remember. Drake and Josh, we got yeah, um, Drake and yeah, we got yeah, Han Solo. Yeah, we got Young Han Solo. We've got uh, Kenneth Branagh as okay. Niels Bohr. Who is he? The one Open that Oppenheim. that Oppenheimer yeah, nearly poisons at start, the beginning. Poisoned, yeah, yeah, and like that bit. A, a weird that, accent. That's, that's like a farcical people. comedy bit in like this serious drama about the atomic bomb. Um, it was yeah, a weird. Had, uh, um, I guess it's something about I don't know 
he's going to kill one man then, but he chooses not to, and then oh, he creates the bomb that kills millions. Ooh. Yeah. Um. There was the there was the son from Hereditary. He was in it. Yeah. Just lots of lots of lots of famous people. Just lots of. People. Oh, Rami Malek um, was in it. Yeah, I said well. Freddie Mercury earlier. Yeah, you you can't um, but I, I didn't. But yeah, it's, it's I, crazy. I, yeah, it's a pretty mercury. Yeah, um, the, the 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 Green Goblin from the Amazing Spider-Man two, he pops up. Yeah, he's in it. There's there's so many names. Yeah, Polka Dot oh, Man, as, as you mentioned before, Casey Affleck, the, the problematic. Mm. Well, yes, he's pretty. I I literally don't remember who the fuck he was though. Like I know he's in it. I just oh, literally I? cannot remember. Which character he was Gary Oldman was in it as like, yeah, like it Harry Truman. Harry Truman, yeah. like it's just crazy. Honestly, the best stuff of the film was like the build up to the bomb going off, and then everything that sort of followed that. Like that was like the best stuff. And there, I think... there were kind of three bits that I'd point to as being my highlights of the film in terms of scenes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the um the bomb testing scene. I thought that was a really well directed and you know well built piece of tension. Even though I knew that they obviously weren't all going to explode there, but I was, I was still getting into it. The bit where he gives that speech in front of those people and they're all stamping their feet and he's been like, oh no, he's having flashes of Hiroshima. And that, I thought that was a really good bit. Um, and then the ending, but I'll, I'll get to that later. Just the build-up to the... like I Because I, I remember when I immediately came out of the film, my rating was like flip-flopping between two numbers and i think the more i've thought about it it's definitely i have bumped it down just like a little bit but i because i think there's there was a um i don't know if it was like i think it's like a script or something came out and the way nolan read the script i think it's like first person yeah and there's the i don't know if you've seen it but there's a bit where it's when killian murphy and florence Pugh are together and it and it just says we are fucking like that's a really, and I'm like, this is a, that's like that's on fucker of Florence. That's yeah. really really weird. I I also I remember beforehand I had seen that it said there was like full frontal nudity, and I was like, oh, I know what that. Means. And then we don't see anything of Killian Murphy, and I'm like, well, what the fuck? Why? Why would you? I was Christopher Nolan have the male gaze. Exactly, and I. This is probably the most egregious example of Nolan writing appallingly bad female characters. I, I wouldn't say appallingly bad, they're not. They're, they're weak. Good. They're weak. They are, they are, by Nolan's standards, they are not. like. But to be honest, I think most of the cast, I think it's really just Killian Murphy and Robert Downey Jr. who are like actually the great performances. Everyone else is just kind of like, nah, you know, but... Um, you showed up, you did the job, well done. But yeah, from everything sort of after the atomic bomb went off, I was like, I was like, that's the sort of the the really good stuff, and that's when Robert Downey Jr. was like really good because I remember people were going on how great he was, and um, I remember I watched it and I and again for the whole for a lot of the movie I was like, where is this great Robert Downey Jr. performance? And then sort of in the last, not third, but the last, it's pretty much the last. Last, yeah, the last act. It's like, oh, that's the good performance. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's it's too long, though. It's three hours. I, I, I am just 
Yeah, no, the Ro- um, Robert Downey Jr. got me through that last hour because I was starting to be like, okay, I'm getting tired now. Yeah, I, and then he, he I, brought I, me back I, in. I mean, I, 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 I didn't need all of it, but I wasn't bored either. I was like, okay, this is this is still good. This is still engaging, but it's like at a I'm very happy to watch it, it, but I was, I was aware that time was moving very slowly. Yeah, and I'm, I'll watch it again because it, it it's one of Nolan's better films in my opinion. But I think it. It's not a film I can like. I could probably just watch Prestige on a whim, you know, or or The Dark Knight. You know, I could just pop those on and watch them. Oppenheim is that kind of thing where it's like I need to be in the. the I need the to mark this in the diary as a day that I'll watch it. I mean, I'm. This is going to be up at the Oscars, so we'll almost certainly yeah. talk about this again at that point. I, I feel like you're you're leaning into moving on here, but there's one more thing that I want to mention. Yeah, music music oh i thought it was i i have to re-listen to the score but i remember immediately coming out of it thinking that was a really good score and i'm kind of glad Hans zimmer wasn't doing it because i feel like it would just be the Hans yeah. zimmer thing and i, and I was, love Hans um, zimmer ludwig Gorenson, is that who did it? yeah yeah ludwig Gorenson. and i again i don't get yeah, me wrong i love music. Hans zimmer but like I think this would have done the same thing again, and I'm glad Ludwig Göransson came in and did something different. I, I'm, I'm, this is just from my memory of seeing it. I can't like necessarily say, "Oh, this was a great piece of music." I'd have to listen to it all again, but that's just how I felt coming out of it. One that's probably um, doing the rounds the most is the "Can You Hear the Music" one, which I think is probably my favorite bit of soundtrack from the year. So I give it a very, very strong eight. And I initially had it as a very weak nine, but the more I've thought about it, I'm just sort of like, it's not quite that good. As And it could go back up to a nine on a rewatch, but it's like, I have to sort of, but I still think it, it's a very great film. It's, I mean, I'll go through my top 10 at the end of this. It's it's one of the best films of the year for me. See, I give it a very strong eight out of 10. Uh, I, I give it a very solid seven out of 10. Where, oh, where that's that? No, that's a, no, that's a positive. Yeah. Um, well, Harry's about to offset that. Um, where would it sit, by the way, just before I read Harry's quick review? Um, where does it sit in Nolan's career for you, comparatively to his other films? Um, I mean, this is going to seem very harsh because there is some stuff here that I think I need to reevaluate because I've not seen him in a while. But it's fifth and bottom. There are four that I think are weak. Here is Harold's review of this film: Oppenheimer. My film of the year, one of the best cinema experiences I have ever had. I had the opportunity to see this film in IMAX, and brilliant would be an understatement. From the incredible cinematography to the perfect score, not to be outdone by the performances from the leads, even down to Josh Peck for some reason. This film hits yeah, the leader from the already... Josh, baby. The already classic lines in the memes that came from this film, the pacing was near perfect, brackets, I love Matt Damon close brackets. Any film three hours long is fatiguing, but I felt the tension in the film and thought it used its time well. Realistically, this isn't Nolan's greatest, but not far from it. 9.5 out of 10. Crikey. Very high. Very high praise for for Oppenheimer. Uh, I didn't do an episode, but I do want to talk about this film, Barbie, uh, because I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. I thought Barbie was like actually pretty, pretty damn good. I had a fucking riot at Barbie. 
Yeah, I saw this, you know, packed screening, like every seat basically was for same with Oppenheimer, but it was like a smaller screening, like the, there were less chairs in there. Barbie was just like, well, also because I think my Oppenheimer screening was like a different, it wasn't like regular showing, it was like a, yeah, bigger screen and everything. And so, but yeah, I went in and saw Barbie and I, and I went in like, you know what, worst, this film is okay. And I came out and I was like... I think I loved it. I think there's a lot about it that I really, really liked. I don't think it's as good as everyone says it is. I think it's definitely overrated. Like, don't get me wrong. However, I thought it was very good, though. Like, I, I, I thought it was... I think it's Greta Gerwig's best film. Out of curiosity, what did you see first, Oppenheimer or Barbie? I saw Oppenheimer first, and that was more just oh. so I could make the times work. Because I, if I did it the other way around, I'd be seeing Barbie at ten o'clock, and then I have to wait like a couple hours before I can see Oppenheimer. And I'm like, okay. no, like literally, Oppenheimer ended just as like Barbie was about to start. It was like, like literally, there was like a five minute gap, but literally, like the screens were like from across, like across from each other. Like I could walk out of Oppenheimer and walk straight into the door to Barbie, so it wasn't that big a deal. I saw Oppenheimer yeah. first because I wanted to. Yeah. Um, but I, if I saw it second, I'd probably you know be already see one film first and i need to sit down and watch an even longer film yeah i exactly. I'd, I'd give it a bit more benefit by um, having it first yeah because I, I remember when it came out a lot of people were like oh what are you gonna see first barbie or oppenheimer and i'm just like i mean whichever one like however work however it works best because I, I also didn't really have a preference of which one i saw first i know some people are like oh i want to see barbie first and then i'll watch oppenheimer but i'm just like it, it doesn't bother me. This isn't like a thing that I was particularly bothered about. But yeah, I saw um, Barbie packed screening, probably the most packed I've ever seen. And I remember when I came into the cinema because it was in um, I guess it's a, I guess it's a mall. It was like several levels. And I remember I went in. See, me and my friend, we came in. We were dressed in suits. We came to the top to the cinema to like collect our tickets. And there were just people in like pink hats and, 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 you know, like people were dressed up and everything. And some of them, they came into Oppenheimer and like, oh, well, they're going to see Barbie after this. You know, they've got the same plan as us. I, I, I saw it with a group of friends and we had a fucking blast. Uh, yeah, I know. I thought it was, it was like, I, I think it, the whole Barbenheimer thing, I think really was, because you, oh, yeah. I, there hasn't really been like a, thing like that you know like bob and i was an organic sort of event yeah. you know trying to force another one is just like it's fucking bullshit it sucks i think it's it's a contender for funniest film of the year like i was I surprised think it, i think it absolutely is for me mm. i think it is definitely the film I, I, is yeah it's definitely the film i've laughed at most in the cinema this year yeah like there were definitely because you haven't seen poor things yet which i would argue is is, is that going to be funny? Okay. Mm. Okay. Wasn't expecting. Um, that. Yeah. No. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's. It's hilarious. It's. Uh, it's. It was. Well, it's a comedy. Yeah. It's. It's obviously Ryan Gosling. Like I. I, I mean, maybe I should probably start with Margot Robbie, what, but I remember beforehand though everybody was going on about how great Ryan Gosling was more than Margot Robbie, which does, which is very ironic that. Ryan Gosling is the one that people were praising to 
you know, the heavens. It's been great. Because he, he just, Robbie's, you know, Margot Robbie's kind of doing two things. She's playing that kind of, you know, Barbie, Barbie character. And then she's doing a bit more humane stuff. Whereas Ryan Gosling just gets to Ken his way through the whole film and yeah, just be ridiculous. Just, and I thought he was phenomenal. I thought he was oh, yeah, great. Uh, he's one of my I favorite my performances. my favorite Gosling performance, just in general, I think. I, I can't. Yeah. And I've seen Gosling in quite a few things, but I think it's yeah probably his best work as an actor. It it just was like because comedy is like <laughs> yeah because comedy to me is like I always appreciate a good comedic performance or good comedic writing, and I think he really brought that that energy. He understood that what he was doing. Yeah, and he he never went too far though. He he I felt like he played it all at the right level. And I yeah. think that was because I feel like in the hands of a different actor, it wouldn't have been nearly as good. But yeah, I thought he was great. And uh, Margot Robbie, I think Margot Robbie's yeah, a great talent as well. Good. I think she was very good. Not quite as good, but again, I thought she was very good. In fact, I thought the whole ensemble was very good. Like Michael Sarah, you, you can never go oh, wrong with Michael Sarah. Yeah, Michael. I mean, he's, he's been doing the same thing for years, but I love it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, it's he's doing the Michael Sarah thing, but it's like he's fucking good at it. So I'm fine with him doing that, you know? I, I just think it's funny that we're seeing him doing the same thing that he's been doing since he was a teenager playing George Michael, you know? Will Ferrell. Again, I thought, I think yeah. Will Ferrell's a very great comedic talent. I thought he was very good in this. How did you feel about America Ferrera? Uh, didn't care for him. <laughs> no, nor did I. And one of I've seen pro- people like, oh, she was great. And I was like, was she? She was good, but, you know. Yeah. She uh, is, is, a lot of people are, like, predicting her to get Oscar nominated, which I think would be a bit, oh. like, oh. So, like, again, it just supports my theory that supporting actress is a dog shit category every, every year. Well, most years, because... Oh. If she's one of the top five, if that's what the Oscars consider one of the five best supporting female performances of the year, they really need to write more supporting female parts. Like they like they need to write more yeah, of those. So, yeah. They need to write better ones. One of my look, this film got a lot of hate because of because of the wokeness in quotations from the the incels, the 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 how the film is hating men. And like it's clearly not. Like if you watch, if you actually watch the film, it's really not. Like it's it's not actually that, you know. And um, I I will say that the scene where America Ferrera has her like speech, I was like, okay, you kind like it felt a bit ham fisted and, and didn't work quite as well as sort of the other elements. I felt it, it felt a bit. Yeah, too it, it gets it gets a bit, you know. I don't want to say preachy, but you know, it, it definitely yeah isn't isn't subtle. But you know, yeah. I, I can go. Like, yeah, it, right. did, it didn't ruin see, the I film. See the point they're making. Yeah, you know, yeah, it just felt like just a bit to shove down your throat, but not. Which isn't like I I get the point they're making. Really funny, I just, no, nothing in this film is subtle. Come on. No, no, but I felt like no, but my point sort of more is. I think that was a better way they could have done that is the point I want to make. Is like I think they could have written that better, personally. And also I didn't think every joke was funny and the ending was a bit like I, I was a bit like, okay, I don't 
because it's like a joke. They end on a joke, but I'm like, I didn't find it that funny, and I didn't think it was like, look, the jokes that I loved were great, but it definitely wasn't like there were a few that I was like, okay, you know, but like, you know, for the most part, I thought it was very funny, um, but it just wasn't like. Like some some jokes didn't quite land. Most definitely. of the big ones landed. Like 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 all of Ryan Gosling's jokes, they all were excellent. You know who who else is in this film? Uh, two two sex education alum three. and three. Taskmaster alum as well. Three the three from yeah. Um. So there's Emma Mackey so there's and Emma Gattler Mackey and the Trudy Gutman. Yeah. And Connor Swindles. Who is I don't know who that one. In, he's like he's like the intern guy with Will Ferrell. Ah, right. And there's also and then, uh, Asim Chowdhury from Chowdhury, Taskmaster. Yeah, who, who, just, who just shows up in the yeah, um, what's it he called? Just, uh, he just, Asim Chowdhury is just like becoming Netflix. a thing now. Like he just appears in shit for some reason. I don't think anyone in America who doesn't watch Taskmaster will know who he is, but he just shows up in Hollywood films at the yeah, moment. Yeah, he's it's weird. Like he's in, he was in Guardians 3, wasn't it? He was the. He was yeah, yeah, the yeah. He was the Um, He was in um, Wonder Woman 1984. I have, I mean, that was well way before I knew who he was. But I'm just looking at what else he was in. He was inside number nine. He was in yeah. like you know people just do nothing big in Japan. You know like all yeah, the Sandman he pops up in. In terms of a technical like the production design, the costumes, and this is like they really did bring the world of Barbie to life. You know, it's it's great to see practical sets. Also, the songs actually. There's there's like a whole fucking soundtrack there's like a ton of different songs from you know there's the Billie eilish there's the dua lipa uh gosling gets a song in there you there's there's lizzo before she got cancelled there's sam smith others who other there's other songs that from artists that i can't remember i thought some of the songs were quite good and some were just like mm, i thought like the, the only ones were, i remember are i'm just ken and that uh, Billie eilish one yeah, I think I'm just Ken is is like a legitimately good song. Like it's 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 actually like much better than I feel Anything like it has about any this right film to deserves be. an Oscar. It's this. Yeah, this is this. I know a lot of people prefer the Billie Eilish song, which is good. Like it's good, but it's yeah, I honestly, I think it's I I I definitely preferred I'm just Ken, and I think I preferred the Dua Lipa song as well. Actually, I don't remember um, what her one was. Hers was the one that plays when they've got like the big dance party, and Margaret was like, "Does anybody ever oh, think yeah, about yeah. that?" Yeah, I, I I really liked Barbie, and um, mm, I think it's I. a yeah, I think it's Greta Gerwig's best film. I yeah. don't know if Noah Baumbach, being a writer, is part of it. To be honest, he didn't write know. her other films, so maybe that's what it is. But I did really like Little Women. To be fair, also Helen Mirren as well actually is is in this film oh, yeah. as well. Completely forgot about Helen Mirren. So there's that bit where she's like, they're making, I forget what the joke is, but then she's like, Mar- like Barbie is like, oh, I'm not that attractive. And I'm like, yeah, if you want to make this joke, you probably shouldn't cast Margot Robbie in this part. I'm like, cast Margot Robbie. And I'm like, see, that's a good joke. That's the kind of like fourth wall breaking joke that I'm like, that I like. But yeah, I give Barbie an eight, a very sturdy eight out of 10. I think it's, it's, it's far better than it had any right to be. Yeah, no, I, I I will echo that. I give it a very strong eight. Um, and Harry has seen it as well, so I'm just gonna quickly read through his thoughts. 
honestly a pretty fun watch. I feel as if it tries to balance fun with serious, and at some points in the film, it doesn't really work. The cast is great. Margot Robbie is brilliant as always, and Ryan Gosling is hilarious in this role, in brackets, literally me. Uh, America Ferrera was a standout for me. It's a shame he's not here, so we could yeah, ask like him about this. Because yeah, I wasn't, I yeah, she was great, and I love that it wasn't three hours long. I do appreciate that that this film was not fucking three hours unnecessarily. It was like less than two hours. I feel like Mattel knew what they were doing, though. Even though they poke fun at themselves, they saw the profit this would bring. It's hard for me to re- to really connect with the message from a film if it's coming from a big corporation like Mattel. Anyway, Michael Sarah was good and it was fun. Also, what's the deal with the car ad, like, just in the middle of the film? 7 out of 10. And uh, moving on with uh, the Meg 2, the trench. So I've the, uh, the, 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 uh, the positivity of the previous two films is really going to carry on here, right? <laughs> I know you've seen the first one. Um, yeah, I saw it around the time it came out, shortly afterwards, I think. And I, I, I take it you're not a big fan. Not really. Um, <laughs> I don't really hate the film, but I don't like it. It's very, you know, middling. It's just kind of, you know, big shark nonsense. It's watchable, but it's not particularly good. Yeah. I didn't love it either, but Harry really hated it. But yeah, the Meg 2, The Trench, I think it's better. Uh, I don't think it's a great film, by it's the way. Maybe that you're wrong. No, I'm, n- I'm never wrong, mate. Look, I don't think this film... I think this film is very much aware of how stupid it is, and I think it's embracing that. And it's just... I disagree. I I don't think this film is self-aware at all. No, I I think it's trying to find an incredibly straight bat, and it's just being any other stupid action film. It's not like, you know, if, if you want a self-aware, ridiculous statement film, you go for something like Crank, but th- yeah, this isn't. No, I just thought it was... Like, I had fun with it. Like, I know it's not great, but I did have... So, like, when the sharks, well, the megalodons, are appearing, I thought, it's fun. Like, just mon- like just these... I mean, you're not a big fan of Godzilla King of the Monsters, are you? No, because it's crap. Yeah, see, you're wrong about that because Godzilla's King, King of the Monsters is a fucking blast. Because there's monsters <laughs> fighting for two hours and it's fucking great. Um, That's interesting, is I, it? I mean, I... I thought so, yeah. Ooh, I don't... He's, he's, I, I'm, I'm, he's fighting a monster. Now we'll go somewhere else. He's fighting a monster here. Like that. I might as well yeah. watch boxing. No... No, that's not that's not fair at all. It's not. They, they don't have special powers in boxing. It's just two shirtless pricks punching each other. With, with like Godzilla and shit, you get like they can shoot fucking fire and shit at each other. Like, that's 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 cool. That's interesting. You know, I don't. Getting oh. <laughs> getting really excited about fire like a caveman. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, the Meg. Oh, it's a big. It's a fish, but it's a big fish. Yeah, and there's more of them this time. I I should like... tell you what that's like, that's something I didn't mind. Um, a giant octopus shows up. Hmm. Yeah. I was... thought. So you really don't think this film has sense of humor to what it's doing? You don't think it? Um, there are definitely bits where it was like they're trying to make jokes, but they're not good. 
but you don't think they're aware of like how silly this is. And I think they're trying to play it straight. Yeah, no, I think they absolutely are. Yeah, I didn't get. That's not the impression I took from it, and I was able to do sort of like go with it as like a silly monster film. I I didn't, and I and I didn't think like, oh, this was trying to be anything more than it is. I think like, this is a film that knows what it is. I think this film is very much just sort of a vehicle of like, how do we get these characters into, you know, precarious situation? You know, like it's just sort of like set up for like, oh, here comes a is a is a megalodon attack and. You know, I think that's fine. I, I don't and think it not, needs to be... That's not true be... of every film. If you, you don't get your characters into trouble, then you've got no story. And like, I'm, yeah, I'm aware that it's not the highest form of cinema, per se, but it just is sort of... It didn't bother me. I was able to sort of go with it, even if I know, like, it's not that great if there's not that much story in it. Oh, actually, no, I'll, tell you what the high, I'll tell you what the high-caliber um, humor in this film is. There's a bit where like they they blow up a shed or something towards the end, and one character looks back at the explosion and goes, "Damn!" But I don't think this film really needs to have particularly great characters to be engaging. Like I I don't again this is the same with the sort of Godzilla. Well, I mean it would be nice, but I don't need it. It's the same with Godzilla. Like the characters are like people are. I'm like no. I don't. I mean, if you're going to a god's like to this kind of film for the characters, I don't know. Maybe you're not. I'm not going like, there for the characters. I just like there to be someone that I like. Okay, there's there's that person that I enjoy seeing on screen. Um, I thought it was fine. I I didn't. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, but I thought it was fine for what it was and for what it was trying to be. I mean, it's not like I'm going to give it like. Two, it's not like I'm going to give it like two out of ten, but. Um, no, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it a five, but you know, it didn't anger me. But I did, yeah, I, I did not like it. Actually, just a, a random little thing that I remember at the start. You know, when he, he's in, he's on that boat and he gets out of the shipping container, like he cuts a little hole in it. Mm-hmm. And it, like the camera moves out, and he's like on the top of this pile of shipping containers. How the fuck did he get down? He just um, he just kind of Jason Stathamed his way through it. Yeah, Jason Statham is capable of. I give it a very weak I would have loved to see them do for real. In that yeah. opening sequence when he, he like dives off the ship. They should have actually gotten Jason Statham to dive off a ship because he used to be an Olympic diver. He 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 was, yeah. I give it a very weak six. Like okay. it's fine. Harry's gonna counter that and become and is is incredibly negative, so I'll just read that for you. The uh... Meg two. <laughs> Lol, what? They made a second Meg film. Nah, really though, it's shit. Would be a good film to watch drunk and laugh at, but seriously, this film was released in theaters. Like, this is a direct-to-Amazon Prime type of film. Didn't need to be made. Jason Statham versus a big shark sounds like an SNL SNL bit. And this is the (laughs) sequel. 3 out of 10. Who watches this shit? Harry's was, was far more... Um, it's, it's a good film to get a drunk and like, I think this would be a good film to get a drunk and then kill yourself after. <laughs> Sorry, what? Get drunk and you cut and then out kill that yourself. second. Well, that's a bit of an overreaction to a shark film. Uh, we did an episode tying into the release of Dumb Money, which I unfortunately was not able to see in time for this. But Harry did, so he can oh, okay. make up that. 
Um, but I tied, I tied, I talked about the Big Short to this, and uh, I know you're a big fan of the Big Short. Damn, I love uh, the Big Short. I mean, it's, a, it's a great film, to be fair. It's the best thing Adam and Kay's done. Did you do the best, the Big Short to tie in just because they're both about stocks? Yeah, yeah. I think actually no. Anna McKay was involved in Succession, and that's better than The Big Short, but you've not seen it. No, you're, you're the cool people who hasn't seen it, because it's like, it was the biggest show in the world. Well, I'm um, one of those alternative cool guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't watch it until after my leather jacket, finished. on a toothpick, snapping my fingers to the tune of the beat. I'm a, I'm a cool, hip-happening cat. Um, so, I'm, Harry has know, seen Dumb Money. Incredibly clued up. So, here is his review of Dumb Money. This film surprised me. It was actually a pretty fun watch, and it's cool to see a film made about something I actually remember happening compared to The Big Short. That's fair, because I had no idea what the fucking stock market was. Yeah, yeah, we'd we'd be like, what, four or five at that point? Um, I would have been, yeah, four or five years old. Yeah, not that old. But I remember the GameStop thing. I remember, like, I had a friend who literally wanted to invest in it. But he wasn't old enough, and by the time he was old enough, it wasn't worth it anymore. This film feels within that style and will always be compared to The Big Short, although this just doesn't have that cast, nor is it as historically important. Not to say this cast isn't great. Pete Davidson, Seth Rogen, and Nick Offerman are good in the film. It's a fun watch if you have the time and are looking for something light and easy. 6.5 out of 10. Moving on. Killers of the Flower Moon. I mean, fuck. Can... Can can Scorsese make a film under two hours again? I miss when he no, did that. That won't be cinema. Because fucking if this is cinema, I don't think I want to watch movies anymore. I think I'm done. I think I'm just I'm tapped out. I'm done with movies. Um so yes, I saw Killers of well, the Flower that's the Moon. Last of movies of William Fletcher. Yeah, it's the end. We're done. We're done. done. Sorry. Scorsese has I was gonna say killed my love of cinema. That's a bit harsh, but if this is what cinema is to Scorsese, then uh, yeah. I think this is. Uh, I think I'm done. Um, so yeah, I saw this in the cinema. I went with a friend. Saw it in VMAX, which is like, and you know, it was good. And that's it. You know, like a Scorsese. You can't go too wrong with Marty Scorsese. It's three and a half hours, fucking long. So I've sat in a cinema for four hours because of how long the ads are. And I was engaged for a lot of it, but I was also just like, I don't need all of this. Like this could, and I checked and I pulled out my phone every now and again. Cause I'm like, Oh fuck. There's still another two hours left. Shit. You know, because I'm like, Oh, nothing's happening. It's too long. It's too long. Like, yeah. So <laughs> no, um, Look, uh, the good things though, Caprio, you can never go too wrong with Leo. Like, he's always good to great, at least. You know, I can't, I don't see why. He's, he's he... uh, De Niro, again, De Niro is great. Always a dependable actor, especially yeah. in Scorsese. You can never go too wrong with De Niro. Lily Gladstone was getting a lot of hype around this film when it initially premiered at Cannes. And I, um, what, I, I, what, what is she doing in the film that's so stand out to so many people? Because I don't. She was very good. I think she was, you know, amazing. She was she, very good, very good though. 
Um, also, she has been submitted as lead actress for the Oscars. No, categorically, she is not. She has literally an hour's less of screen time compared to Leah. Leah is in the film for like nearly two hours or something. She's in it for 54 minutes. 54 this, minutes. This, this, is the, this is the issue with supporting actress. They just chuck a bunch of them in lead. Yeah, it's like Michelle Williams last year in The Fableman. Like, she's obviously mm. the fucking, like, supporting. Because, but no, God forbid, we don't, you know, arbitrarily just chuck a woman into it. Like, I don't understand this. I hate this whole arbitrary, like, code lead thing. And I've talked to many people, and I've asked lots of people, like, why they think Lily Gladstone is lead. And they're like, oh, well, because the, uh, the film is about her, and it's about her emotional thing. And I'm like... No, 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 no. She's like sick in bed for like half the film. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, first of all, Leo is the protagonist. Like, look, if we were following Lily Gladstone's character, if she was the main character, then I would totally get it. And and if the film was following her and Leo was like sort of secondary, then I'd be like, put Leo in supporting actor because he is supporting. Okay. But she categorically isn't. She's in the film an hour less than Leo. If they had, like, equal amounts of screen time, then I could be like, okay, fine, I guess, even though I still would say she's supporting. But she's literally not a lead. Like, she's not a lead. It's insane. It's, it's I just don't even, like, it's it's not. But yeah, um, Scorsese, as per usual, has a cameo in this film. And I, can't, and I did like the ending. I remember beforehand... I had seen something where people were like, oh, the ending's going to be a bit divisive. And I watched and I'm like, huh. Well, I don't mind that, actually. I thought that was okay. I, I didn't think the end liked it. I mean, I don't know what it adds, but... <laughs> I mean, you don't need it. Like, it's not necessary, but I like it. It doesn't... There's no setup to it. That's part of the problem, too, is it just kind of comes from nowhere. And it just sort of... And it doesn't... I feel like that kind of reveal... Because there's yeah, there's no setup to it, and, and I mean I don't know, maybe I'm just so used to twist endings that twist reveals, but I feel like it's meant to recontextualize the film, and it doesn't really. It's just sort of like oh, this yeah, is sort absolutely. of. It's never established as the framing device. That I think that's part of the problem is they never established that's the framing device. Well, it's not even really a framing device. That implies that well, the well, framing that's the device is too. how the story happens. Well, that's the problem. I feel like it's it's that reveal is going to be like, oh, and this is like how the story was being told. I'm like, but this doesn't it doesn't change anything. It doesn't add anything. Like if the film, if that was sort of the beginning of the film, like these people and they were like telling this story, I'm like, okay, that would work. That would make sense. But the way it's, yeah, framed, I'm like, I don't think it really does. It's you know, and I think, I no, I I hadn't even thought of it as kind of a you know, ooh. The thing it was just kind of there, and I was like, okay, I'm still going, right? It literally, yeah, literally gonna... until you brought it up, I didn't even register it as being like a, just a thing. I thought it was just there. It's, I don't, yeah, it's very weird. And I just don't, this film, like, look, I love Scorsese, but can he just, like, I want him to make another great film, and I feel like. When he like and look, I I I understand like this is a film that might appeal more, and and sort of mean more to people who are like Native American, you know, and they're from, you know, they 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 they're part of the Osage people or anything. But it just doesn't feel like 
I don't know. I just kind of wish, like, I, I know Scorsese's getting old, and I know, like, he's not got many films left in him, and I do just kind of wish that he was making better films. Like, I, I don't... Oh, I mean, yeah, this is The Irishman. I'm like, yeah, not really in his... Yeah, it's like... Yeah, I mean, people people love this film. You know, it's it's. Um, let me look where it is. Sorry, on it it was on Letterbox top two fifty. I don't think it's that anymore now because I mean, it's too bad. It's not that good, you know. But like, people love it. You know, it did it. You know, it's and it's going to at some point. It's going to Apple TV Plus. I don't know when, but yeah, just the three and a half hour runtime. It's just not. It's not needed. Like it really could just be trimmed down quite considerably. Even, even if they just took like one hour off of the. Yeah. Oh. Also, I just remembered Brendan Fraser. Fuck me. Was he? Oh god. He, he opened his mouth. I was, I was. I was laughing my head off. I was like, okay, this is yeah. No, nah, he's not good, is he? And look, I thought he was good in the whale, but like, come on, he was not the best part of that film like could have given it to literally you could have given it to farrell Any, anyone else in that category apart from elvis man yeah and i was like oh this is what people mean when they say he's a, he's not a good actor and i'm like too far i've never like i think a lot of people just have nostalgia goggles for brendan Fraser, and they equate that to being to thinking he's a good actor and Jesse Plemons, i love jesse Plemons, but he wasn't in it that much and i wish he was um originally yeah. From what I read, Jesse Plemons was the Leonardo DiCaprio character. And then I think Leo, and Leo was going to play the Jesse Plemons character. And then Leo negotiated with Scorsese to like rewrite the film. So Leo was the main character and a different character. So he kind of just, kind of just fucked Jesse Plemons out of, out of a lead. What a sneaky beak. I think because I think originally they, like the detective, I think was originally like the protagonist. Like Jesse Plemons's character was main character. I think it would be interesting to see it from the point of view of the detective. Yeah, yeah. I and I remember Scorsese mentioned that they they consulted with like Osage people for the film, like in terms of the writing and everything. I'm like, okay, I like that. I respect that, but I, it doesn't necessarily mean I have to like the film because of like, or think the film's great because of that. You know. But yeah, it was it was like I give it a seven. I think it's it's yeah. fine. It's it's all awesome. you know that you know that one photo that's that was going around for ages of Leo DiCaprio and Lily Gladstone. That was like the only picture of this film. Oh yeah, where they're sitting at the table together. The yeah, table. Um, yeah. When that scene happened, I was like, oh, there it is. It's, yeah, I was. What, I was like, I wonder how deep into the there film that's. Yeah, I was. I was like, oh, that's right. I remember because I just because this film. I thought this film was coming out last year. Uh, we are recording this in 2023, my, in like just at the end of 2023. So when I say last year, I mean 2022. I thought this film was like coming out in 2022, and then it didn't. I'm like, man, how long have they been sitting on this film? Because it's been, but they it took them like nine months to shoot, and Robert De Niro got injured during production, so they had to halt it presumably for a bit. But yeah, Harry, not many thoughts, which is surprising that he's got so few thoughts. But also maybe it's just because the film doesn't have as much substance as it thinks it does shots fired um <laughs> too fair it, it doesn't need to be three hours three and a half hours long you could trim it down to two hours and even there i think that's being generous um killers of the flower moon no i'm tired this is too long the pacing is god awful <laughs> it felt like purgatory <laughs> the performances are good what do you expect from this cast i just 
think that you boys have talked at length about it. I'll keep the short. It's a great film, don't get me wrong, but I'm tired. 6.5 out of 10. So okay, quite positive, but, but also, I mean, describing something as perk, saying you Salmon. That might that be my favorite damn. thing ever. That's a uh, that's pretty good. I mean, oh. to be fair, that's that is really how we must. That's how I was during Bo's Afraid. To be honest, I was like, oh, this is yeah. this is just <laughs> no, no, this is a hell. this is a new form of thought. this is literal hell. Yeah. No, I bet hell would be nicer than this because if it's like Devil Flanders, then I think we'd probably get along all right. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty right. Simpsons reference. Uh, but yeah, moving on to the Marvels. I, I was unable to see this, actually. Um, oh, but everything right I've now. heard is that it's... I, I did so well last week. I saw everything. Minus Poker Face, which is a TV show, but that's not really the same thing. But it's just like the Marvel, just like... Everyone said it was shit. And I was like, huh. Cool. And it's on Disney Plus yet. And I tried looking online, and I thought I found it, but it was like a cam rip. And I'm like, I don't want to watch a cam rip of a movie, to be honest. And um, you said to me, I asked you, and you're like, yeah, I don't think it's showing in cinemas near me. I'm like, well, fuck it now. Not, not, not all cinemas, just the one nearest me. Uh, it's and just I think Marvel's trying to bury this. This film has done appallingly bad at the box office. Like, it did not. Let's have a look. Where, where is it showing? Uh, oh, hang on. Has it just vanished? <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. Showtimes. Over the next three days, there are a total of three showings. Oh boy, that is, and this is a Marvel this film. Marvel film came films. out about a month ago. A, a little, like a month and a half ago, nearly, and it is yeah. like getting ready to stop playing. It's in. It's like that is damning for a Marvel film. Films that like stains like. I I mean I think I think Marvel's kind of kind of done i think marvel's really They're in i'm just looking up on, on imdb and i'm clicking on the marvels there are no showtimes that are showing up like whatsoever like if i was like let me choose a different theater it's literally not showing like i think they've taken it at like that is bad for marvel dude yeah, like that's... marvel look i'm a big marvel fan and i'm an apologist for a decent percentage like i liked the most recent ant-man to me i thought it was okay it was fun i thought thor 4 was good i thought wakanda forever was good i thought doctor strange yeah. 2 was good uh, but just just an oversaturation man it's just too much and I fucking in. james and James Gunn is going to start his DC thing, and I'm like, oh, fucking hell, we've got more now. Yeah, Harry has seen it, though. Harry has seen the Marvels, so we do have some thoughts that I can give. Not, not, not my own, but Harry has seen it. The Marvels. Wowzer. Another film from Marvel, and another film that feels completely disconnected from what Marvel should be doing. Anyone else feel like we're just waiting for Deadpool or Fantastic Four? I loved Marvel's newer stuff. I was a fan for the early stage, the early stages, early phase four shenanigans. But lately, Ant Man and the Marvel, and even the Eternals, are just boring. These aren't your stronger IPs, Marvel. They can't sustain themselves without the wider universe. Loki season two was great, by the way. It had me, had me rock hard the whole time. But this, 
It's tired, it's filler, and I'm waiting for something better. I like Miss Marvel as a show, though. I thought it was quite good, but this felt missed. Five out of ten. Um, so Harry hasn't seen the killer, so that's fine. Uh, but I've seen the killer, and um, look, I think some people are being a little bit unfair to this film. Is it one of Finch's best? No, but is but is it good? Yes. Like this is like yep. this isn't the best David Fincher film, but I mean, fucking hell, some people are calling this the worst Fincher film, and I'm like, it just isn't. Like Alien no. Cubed is much worse. Panic Room is worse. I think I might. Mank is worse. Mank is worse. Benjamin Button is worse. Oh, it's not. Come on. Benjamin Button, yeah. Like Benjamin Button's fine. I, I mean, I, I, I wasn't it. a big Girl with the Dragon Tattoo fan, but I know, I know a lot of people do love that film, to be fair, but I just wasn't, didn't love it, really. Um, but The Killer, yeah, so I, I really like that. I'm a big David Fincher fan, as I covered on the show. I think he makes, uh, he makes pretty good films. I think he just is, he's not, he's, like, he's great. I love David Fincher. I, and so maybe I'm biased because I'm like, well, it's David Fincher, but I think this is like quite good for what it is. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy this one quite a bit. It's it's quite a, uh, it's a it's a bit of a slow burn, but I was I was happy to sit yeah. through it all. It's, it's, it's a, not that yeah, long. It's a bit of a slow burn, and to be honest, I do think. See, this is the thing where I I I sort of felt like people were saying this is like sort of a comedy. I was like, I don't think I would say it's a comedy. I think some of what it's doing is sort of a bit of like. I so, say yeah, I, I've heard you say that it's got a sense of humor. I mean, I don't think I really agree with that. But... I don't think all of it does. I just think there's a couple, there's a bit that is, but I don't th- like. I know some people who describe this as like a comedy, and I'm like, the fuck film did you watch? Like, it's not a. I think some of. I, I don't think it's all meant to be that, and I think like I think there, there, it's there is good. there is one bit that I kind of went out. Even then, I don't think it's meant to be. Funny. Um, at the very start, when he accidentally shoots that. Um, well, see, I think that I think that bit. I think that you could read that a couple different ways. And to be fair, I'm not entirely sure which way it's meant to be. If it's like just a oh, that's meant to be like because I think the the narration is sort of meant to be a piss take. Like I don't I don't think it's meant to be taken. That I think it's sort of a, but I don't think it's. Yeah, I I know someone said it's like a comedy. Like I don't think that's true. I think that's yes, yeah, no, it's not. Come on. Um, but I think that's, I think some people would, I just, and I don't want to sound like I know things better than other people, but I just wonder, like, do, how You've many people, a lot like, of people. get this, like, I think there are some films where I watch them, like, do people just not get, like, I don't want to sound like I understand films, I'm the authority on what a film is meant to be, but I, I do wonder, like, do people just not get it? Mm. I, 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 yeah, well, I think some people just sort of... I think this film isn't... Tr- I think some people think this film like thinks it's cooler than it is. And I don't think it does. I think this film's sort of like... No, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that either. I don't think it is. I think the film's aware of what it's doing. I think this film is sort of a subversion of the sort of like assassin film type of... Um, yeah, because it's, it's a very mundane, I guess. Yeah, See, I'm just doing I think a lot some people don't... And I think some people think I don't know. I, I I don't know if some people think it. it. I don't know. I, 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 it's like I, I, 
yeah, I think some people sort of think it's trying to play it self. Like it, it's like the, I think the film's aware of what it's doing, and I think some people don't think that it is. So yeah, uh, Michael Fassbender. It is kind of hard to enjoy him as an actor because of like it. Like I like he's. I think he's a very good actor, but yeah, he's. Um, and th- this isn't his best work as an actor per se, but I think no. he. It's not. He's not particularly outstanding in it. No, but to be fair, I don't think he's asked to do that much with it. To be honest, I think that's the, the thing. Like, sort quite of... nothing really. Yeah, and I think that's on purpose. Um, I know a lot of people have been raving about Tilda Swinton, and I didn't really think she was that great. To I mean, be honest, I, I quite liked her. Something. I thought she was I okay, enjoyed. but I just wasn't blown away by her in a way a lot of other people seem to be. Okay, what did you think of there's like towards the sort of latter stage of the film, there's this big fight scene that Fastbender has with this mm-hmm. I thought that was great. I thought that was really good. Probably the best scene of the film, to be honest. I I think it like That was it was good, solid. Didn't mind it. <laughs> I think I think my favorite bit of the film is is with Tilda Swinton where they're just talking about stuff. Like, I, I did I did like the restaurant scene. I just didn't think Tilda Swinton was that amazing in it. I definitely think though, because I was because when I did my Fincher one of my Fincher episodes, I was talking about how I think Fincher's chances at an Oscar are kind of done. I think he's kind of if if he's he's not going to win ever, and that's sad because I think he is fully deserving of a win. I just don't th- I just don't see him winning one. I think he's sort of a bit past his like if he couldn't win for the Social Network, like. But yeah, I, I, I give The Killer an 8. Uh, I think it's a very, very good film. Also, The Smiths. I, I should add, actually, quick for a moment. The oh. fucking Smiths. Uh, played and I, I uh, played. Uh, it's a shame Harry hasn't seen this one because he'd be fucking going on about it. Um, I also thought the sound... I actually thought the sound design was excellent. I really loved the way sound was implemented into the film. Uh, I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. That so yeah, uh, Harry did write something about the killer despite not having seen it. Uh, he said oh. wasn't able to catch this one as it has been a very busy year, but I'm sure you guys did a good job, and I agree with everything you said. Probably I don't know <laughs> question mark out of ten. Um, we we can make Harry sound like a real scumbag here by saying something terrible, and he'd have to agree with it. Um, Michael Fassbender is innocent, <laughs> and he did nothing wrong. Oh, actually, yeah. no, 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 no. Hang on. It would, we'd have to say that Harry thinks something rather than yeah. Us that's that's that's, also... that's that's the last message I got from Harry that Michael Fassbender did nothing wrong, and he's a he's a good person who, who never Harry did likes to watch dogs having sex, and he agrees. <laughs> he likes to stamp on mice. <laughs> so it's it's not it's not liable because he agrees. Yeah, he agreed, so it's fine. Not slander. Yes, yeah, libelous is the is written, isn't it? I might be. Is it? I, I always forget I which it's, is yeah. which. Oh, yeah, well, I'm trying to remember that Jameson. Whatever we're saying, it's fine because Harry said he agrees. It's fine because Harry said he agrees with us. Yes. Um. Then we move on to Saltburn. Now I'm just going to mm. really read Harry's thing because he hasn't seen this one either. I'm sorry, wasn't able to catch this either. Am keen to watch it though, as the cast seems intriguing and the reviews seem varying. Um. So, Saltburn. I saw this back in October. Uh, so that was two months ago that I saw this film. Um, and I was planning to re-watch it. I didn't get a chance to. But 
I thought it was fucking great. I thought this was fucking excellent. I really was like, because I I didn't know much about it going in, and I'd heard that the reviews were kind of a bit mixed. And then I watched it and was like, oh, do people are just people not capable of having fun? Like this movie is fucking fun. Like this is. I thought I thought it was great. I thought it was very very great. And and you watched this like a couple of days ago. Like you saw this incredibly. Yeah, I, I, I saw it Mia like two days ago. Um, yeah. Um, where do you stand with Promising Young Woman? By the way, because that's we talked about Promising Young Woman. Uh, I, I I love Promising Young Woman. I think it's great. Yeah, was your yeah, favorite film almost, of twenty yeah. twenty. Uh, yeah, 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 it was. I mean, 2020 yeah, wasn't like a strong that. year, but Promising, Promising Young Woman's a great film, don't get me wrong. But yeah, I've, I've talked to lots of people who don't... Like I, I, this is such a... I, rem, I, I remember coming out of Saltburn and I'm like, this is going to be such a divisive film with people. Like, some people are going to love it and think it's great, and some people are going to be like, this is fucking shit. And I will say, that has happened, as I expected, but I think some people are a bit unfair about that. Is this film saying much? No. Does it have to be? No. People have been like, oh, it's just the talented Mr. Ripley, which I haven't seen. Talented Mr. Ripley doesn't have Barry Keoghan in it, and Barry Keoghan is fucking incredible in this film. I think he's the best performance of the year, just just in in anything. Like, I I really think he's... I think Barry Keoghan is one of the best... Would I say he's up-and-coming... Because he's been Oscar nominated, I, I don't know. He's, like, yeah, how... he's pretty. He's pretty up. He's pretty, yeah. But like, he's he's just like, and he keeps doing great films. You know, Killing of a Sacred Deer. I saw recently. I thought he was great in. Um, I, I need to he's see. Good. He's he's very good in it. He's fucking unnerving as fuck in that film. Yeah, Barry Keoghan. I think best performance of the entire year, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought I, I thought Little Bounds. I thought he was great. This is, I, mean, I I really enjoyed him in Banshees, but this is the first one that I'm like, oh wow, that's a that's a fucking good bit of acting, Barry. Yeah, I mean this whole this whole cast, maybe my favorite cast of the entire year. You got uh, Jacob Elordi, great cast. Yeah, Jacob Elordi, I think was very good. Um, um I, I haven't seen anything else. Apparently, he's in the kissing booth. Which... Yeah, and I remember he was asked about this recently, and he fucking shat all over them and said they were terrible. Uh, pulling the old Robert Pattinson in, in Twilight thing, where it's like, yeah, I thought those movies were shit. Yeah. He's trying to be oh, like, this was great. You know, fair enough. Great in this, so, you know. uh, but also Rosamund Pike. Uh, I really like Rosamund Pike. Oh, Just Ros- sort of in general. Richard E. Grant, I really like in this. Kerry oh, Mulligan. I think it's wonderful. Kerry Mulligan, I was disappointed how little Kerry Mulligan was in this, because I think like, she's great. I only remember the one scene she's in, it, and it's her first scene. <laughs> Um, you know who I actually thought was really great? The, the two cartoons that I actually really love. I really liked Alison Oliver. Is that the sister? Yeah, it's the sister in it. I thought she was very And I really liked her. That, that scene when she's in the bath towards the end, I thought she was great in that bit. Yeah, and I also loved the, um, the guy who was like their butler, who's like just this really fucking stoic... Dun- Duncan. Duncan. And then, yeah, Dunk. And then there's just these bits where people are playing games, and he's just sort of in the background, just standing there, like arms at his sides, just fucking stone faced. I'm like, that's like, I thought this film was really funny. I thought like this film was 
We were complaining last week about Bo is afraid just being weird for weird's sake. This is the sort of level where I think weird works. Yeah, I mean, because it, it, a lot it's of... Yeah, but this is easily something that somebody could do. You know, yeah. watching I your mean... crush having a whack in the bath, and then you go and like sip his water from the bath. Yeah, um, eating out a girl while she's on her period, which is you know very. But it like it does result in a a because re- I had seen that shot in like a trailer or something where he's like in a bath and he's got like red around his mouth. I'm like, how the fuck does that happen? And then he like you know, and I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, that's a bit. He's drinking the cum water. Yeah, he's drinking. Yeah, he's drinking the cum water. He's getting. Yeah, it's just he's he's fucking a grave. <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't. Prepared for. Yeah, like, oh. Just, oh, in fact, there, like... there was a bit where um, it, 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 he's just kind of lying there on on the the grave, and I was like, "Oh, I need to go to the toilet." So I went off, went to the toilet. I came back, pressed play. I was like, "Oh, this shot's still going. Oh, he's take he's taking his track. Oh, he's fucking the grave." Yeah, and I was like, "Huh." I think yeah, and I know a lot of people have been like, "Oh, this is so shocking and it's unnecessary." And I'm like, "Well, I I don't." Like, this is a film about obsession. Like, that's what this film is. I know a lot of people were like, oh, this should be an eat the rich type thing. And I'm like, no. It's not not really condemning any of the rich people. Yeah. And also, a lot of the film... This was about greed. I think that's what I kind of read it And I think some people were expecting it to be like an eat the rich thing. And and I'm just kind of like, kind of just be sort of a fun... I don't want to say the word thriller because I don't think that's a genre, but I think this is... I don't know what genre to put this in. Like, this is just... Yeah, it's kind of devoid of genre. Yeah. I, I like that. I like when a film doesn't really have a genre and it's just, like, its own thing. Like, I think that's cool. And and I'm also kind of sick of the Eat the Rich thing. Like, I'm, I'm kind of... Last year really burnt me out of that. You know, the menu, Glass Onion, Triangle of Sadness, mm. like... Yeah. White Lotus, you know, all these things. I'm like, I'm kind of sick of that. I've kind of seen that all now. I don't know what else you could really say. And I just like that. And th- But this is a film about obsession, you know, and I think that's... And I was fine with that. I was able to go with that. And I think a lot of people just weren't. Yeah, this film just... Fuck, it's great. I fuck, I loved it. I was I was like, this is this is just great. You know, um, the cinematography as well, actually. I think it was a, an incredibly well shot film i think it's probably the best cinematography this film does something that i kind of get annoyed at and that's the arbitrary use of a three by four aspect ratio but yeah emerald fennel has talked about this and i think her her justification was something to the effect of it's sort of like peeking in like what sort of it's like the audience is sort of peeking in on this thing i'm like okay i i get that that. I, I didn't. I didn't think that at the time. I was just like, "Oh, it's shot in, yeah, that aspect ratio." But yeah, the 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 it's it's probably my favorite script of the year. I think. Um, although, yeah. I will admit the ending is a bit far fetched. I will say, because um, I was watching yeah, the film. Far fetched. I just think you know there. Yeah, it's not far fetched, but it is kind of like ooh. As the logic police in my brain are going like, hang on, what? Are, yeah, what, how? Because I'm I was watching this and uh, Felix is that that's Jacob Elordi's character. He dies, and I was like, oh, okay. And so I just sort of took from this, oh, Oliver has poisoned him, and I'm like, cool, all right. That, 
And then sort of as it sort of goes on and he's like fucking the grave, I'm like, oh, did he not do it? And then it sort of goes on. And then at a certain point, I'm like, oh, no, he definitely did all that. He, he because And then we're shown all of it, of course. And um, I think the final scene where Barry Cooker is just dancing through the house, I'm like, oh, like that's a really great final scene, I, I felt. Yeah, and we, we get that kind of like a little puppet theater little thing with like four marionette things on strings. That's a nice little Yeah, I like that. Um, where he's kind of used the family. Yeah, I, I thought the film, also the uh, curated soundtrack, as was the case with Promising Young Woman, the curated soundtrack for Saltburn, I thought was really great. Emerald Fennel was clearly very good at curating a soundtrack for a film. Yeah, no, I, I really like the soundtrack. And I, again, that final song that plays at the end, you know, the, the final song that played at the end of Promising Young Woman, I thought worked very well. On the dance. Yeah, I thought it was great. But it, um, it, it, I, it I, wasn't quite. Yeah, it didn't quite resonate the same as um, Angel of the Morning. No, but, um, but also it's, it's it was... a very different context. Like the songs are very different. Oh, yeah. the context in which they're they're being used is very different. But I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think Emerald Fennel just is very good at curating a soundtrack. And I think, and I and I don't know if I said this on podcast, but I've said this before. I was like, if. Because Promising Young Woman, I thought was very so good that like she sort of bought ten years of goodwill from me of like I'll give her of like if a director makes a film that's great then they usually that usually gives them a f- yeah a few years where I'm like oh I'll give them a you know that they made one you know I'll give them a chance you know uh, Ariasta was the same Ariasta was the same it. he's kind of bullet it but I'm still I'm still holding out hope I uh, hopefully Bo's afraid was just like. A, a bit of a, a slight roadblock, but like Robert Eggers, for example, if if Nosferatu, Robert Eggers, Nosferatu is bad, I think I'm done with Eggers. I think I'm just like, yeah, I think. I, yeah, I don't I think I, I was ever really that on board with him. Uh, yeah, Saltburn. It's uh, it's 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 a great film. I really really loved it, and I've talked. As I said, I mentioned before, I've talked to a lot of people who are very hit or miss. One person I talked to, she was basically like, she thought it was really fun, was really engaging, but it didn't leave her with much to take from it. In the sense of like, there's, it's not, there's not, the film's not saying that much, or it is, there's not much to it, and it's sort of like, and I'm like, I, I think that's, I get that, but I don't necessarily need that. I, I, I'm kind of Glad, I, I, I'm fine with this film just sort of being a fun romp about this guy who takes over a family and kills people and kills them. Like, I think that's fine. I think that works. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm fully on board with it. And um, I give it a very strong 9 out of 10. I think it's great. I loved it. Yeah, I, I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. It's by far my favorite film of the year. So, following on from that, Wish. I haven't seen Wish, uh, but oh. everything I've heard is Tom. It's dog shit. It Harry has ugliest. seen it though. Ew, the oh. animation looks fucking terrible. It's like they're trying to do two D animation, but like with computers. Like it just doesn't look right. It it looks awful. I I, I just it's like Disney spent you know hundred years of Disney. Right, like a like Disney has been doing this shit for a hundred years, making some of the most beautiful animation ever, and Wish just looks fucking dog shit. 
but Harry has seen Wish, so if you don't mind letting me read through this, <clears throat> Wish, lol, fuck this film, Disney sucks now, DreamWorks for life. Seriously, though, Disney has really lost what makes it special. For the last 75 years, they have pioneered storytelling, but lately that's a big old yikes from me. It's uninspired. Anytime there seems like a great musical number is about to play, it ends up being safe, generic, and lame. Storytelling is flat, and art style, while cool, I disagree with that. I don't think it looks cool. I think it looks shit. Mm, Yeah, it looks vile doesn't seem to really enhance the film or storytelling like Puss in Boots or Spider-Man, for example. It feels like an out-of-touch company latching themselves onto a trend. I guess some kids may like the colours, but it lacks purpose and message. Four out of ten. Move on. We're nearly at the end. Move on to Poor Things, which you haven't seen, but I have. I saw it at a film festival. I thought it was very good. I talked about it a lot, actually, on this podcast already when I covered Yorgos Lanthimos. Do you know anything about this film? No. Cool. Well, it's very good. It's probably the the best Emma Stone performance. Probably the best Mark Ruffalo performance. Willem Dafoe is very good, because Willem Dafoe is hard to go wrong with Willem Dafoe. I mean, it would be up at the Oscars, most likely, so we'll talk about it then. But I I loved it. I gave it a 9 out of 10. I thought it was fantastic. But yeah, it's it's. I think there's just yeah a lot, a lot of greatness in it. But I don't really want to talk about it too much because you haven't seen it, and I've talked about it before. Yeah. Um, and we move on to the final film we'll be talking about, Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. Um, I haven't seen this film. I because th- I thought the first one was shit. Um, oh, and I know. Fuck. And I know you're a big fan. So do you want to just quickly run through your thoughts on Chicken Run? And, and the second, because you've seen the second one. So if you want to... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Chicken Run was a childhood favorite of mine. and I haven't seen it in years. Well, that... Um, I feel like that expands. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. think this is a film that I think some people... I mean, I, 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 re- I re-watched it the other day before the new one. So I've kind of seen it for the first time with, you know, shines. I haven't seen it in about 10 years. Yeah, and no, I, I really like it. I mean, maybe some of my fondness for it is that I love The Great Escape, and this is just kind of like The Great Escape with Chickens. Wow. If you don't like the yeah. first one, you aren't going to like the second one, because yeah. as a fan of the first one, I, even I found this second one yeah. pretty lackluster. They replaced um, problematic Mel Gibson with problematic Zachary Levi. Is... <laughs> I mean, they've replaced, uh, replaced pretty much everyone, apart from some of the yeah. other chickens, I think. Um, yeah. Jane Horrocks and stuff come back. I think Melda Storms yeah. comes back. But I'm just looking at this. This is this is like stacked because you got yeah Zachary Levi, Bella Ramsey, Melda Staunton, David Bradley, yeah. Ramesh Ranganathan, Peter Serafinowicz. Yes, Ramesh Ranganathan. Which feels um, weird. I, I like Ramesh, but that feels like a very odd just like addition that they're like, oh, let's chuck him in there. In, he's opposite Daniel Mays. They're voicing those two rats, so they're just kind of yeah, little. Um, yeah, I'm not mm. that blown away by any of the voice acting. Really, I'm not even that way in the first one. Um, apart from maybe bits of Miranda Richardson. Yeah, no, I I, I, I found this new one. It to me, it felt like it was going too big. Yeah, the the end of the first one was pretty big when they build like a giant wooden like bird thing. Um, you know, I can go with that. It still feels quite small. Whereas this one, it's yeah, it's a bit too much. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's just kind of it's not really anything. I, I it was easy to watch, but yeah, it was, it was pretty nothingy. 
it's probably a bit generous, but I give it like a week 6.5. Uh, yeah, Harry probably. has seen this one as well, and he's sent through his feelings. Honestly, a great heartfelt sequel that I love. Fucking okay. here yeah. we go. Classic Ardman visuals, comedy, as well as some great storytelling. It's beautiful, and you can see the care. Didn't feel like a cheap sequel and a great progression from the first film. We've got to see some characters change with the introduction of a child, and it's great to see how priorities shift throughout the nav- narrative. I loved it, and think after 20-plus years, it's a more-than-deserving sequel, 8 out of 10. Well, I need to watch it now so I can bump that rating down a bit. Thank you all. That, that, that's 2023 wrapped up. We, uh, we did it, This episode is going out in 2024. We're recording this in 2023. So, yeah, but 2023, done and dusted. On to year four of this fucking podcast. Before we wrap up, I want to quickly run through a couple of things. First of all, I've got here my top 10 films of 2023, and I'm going to quickly rattle those off. Number 10, May, December. Great, great film. It's on Netflix. It's, um, I, I saw this. It's probably Natalie Portman is great. Julian Moore, very good. Charles Melton's in it. I don't, I don't know if you know who Charles Melton is, but he's been getting a lot of hype for the performance, and I think he's good. And it's also Todd Haynes, who I'm not familiar with, but I really, really liked May December. Uh, nine oh, is Barbie. Riverdale. Charles. Have you seen Riverdale? No, of course not. So yeah, number nine, Barbie. Already we talked about Barbie. I think it's great. Number eight, Dream Scenario. Uh, Nicholas freaking Cage. Uh, I thought it was great. It doesn't quite come together with its concept. Like, it's sort of, it's one of those films where it's got a great concept, but it sort of runs out of steam by the end. If you, you know, but I think, I still think it's very, very good. And it's, it's, it's one of Nicolas Cage's better, best. No, I, I don't want to say better. It's one of the best Nick Cage performances, honestly. I think he's fantastic Ooh. in it. Evil Dead Rise, we already talked about that. Love it. Love Evil Dead. All of Us Strangers. The only time I've ever seen Andrew Scott in something and he's actually good because he doesn't, he's not oh. doing the fucking. I don't think he's a brilliant actor, but I think he's good and stuff. Yeah. Um, I actually I liked him in 1917. Good. I thought he was all right in 1917, but he's Two not. Two minutes in he's there. He's playing yeah. this jaded captain. He's basically playing yeah. Edward oh, I, I thought All of Us Strangers, great. It, uh, it made me cry. There's a great scene towards the end that I think wow. is really great. And then the ending kind of fucks it all up. So the ending oh. kind of ruins the film. Um, number five, The Killer. I I liked it. I really oh. liked it. N- number four, Oppenheimer. Again, really liked it. Poor Things. Loved it. Saltburn. Loved it. Talk about these. Number one, The Zone of Interest. But that's... But honestly, this has been a bit of a, a weak year in films, just in general, to be honest. It's not been that. Like, number 11, Anatomy of a Fall, I think is very good. Number 12, Blackberry, I really loved. And then after that, oh, it's kind of a bit like... What, what was number 12, sorry? Blackberry. Blackberry, right. I thought you said Black Mirror, and I was like, what? No, but yeah, 13 is Wonka. I thought Wonka was alright. And then, you know, Strays. Strays is Wonka, far better really. than people give it credit for. Strays was actually pretty solid for it. Strays is in, in my, my top five. Which... Um, <laughs> but then, yeah, it's a lot Mission, of Impossible. Of films. 
But then, yeah, New Mission Impossible wasn't that great. Killers of the Flower Moon wasn't that good. Thanksgiving was oh, fine. Mission Impossible was good. Yeah, I really like Mission Knock of the Cabin was fine. Holdovers was fine. New Ninja Turtles was fine. Scream 6 was oh, fine. Yeah. Like, but yeah, it's, you know, my top 10 looks good. It's just everything outside of the top 10. It's a bit shockingly mediocre. <laughs> like, it's not a great year. But we, um,. I mean, we're probably not going to be talking about any 2023 releases until the Oscars in a couple months. And uh, the Oscars aren't looking that great. But this year of this upcoming year of film, to be honest, I don't, I don't know. Of course, I don't know how much you keep up with like new releases. A lot of the stuff I'm looking forward to is like, if I was to pick like the five that I'm most looking forward to, in no particular order. I'm I'm being optimistic about the community movie coming out this year because I I'm I reckon they could I'm caught I I I would like them I think the plan is to get it out like end of 2024 beginning of 2025 Mean Girls musical like yeah. I don't have much nostalgia for the original film and I I mean we might be talking about that soonish. But yeah, it's a musical of Mean Girls, like, and and the original musical is very good. The soundtrack's great. Alien Romulus, new Alien film by Fede Alvarez. It should be great, hopefully. Fede Alvarez is very good. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, I'm cautiously optimistic about. But the guy who made the Maze Runner films, um, 2023. That's that's a wrap up in 2023. I I hope you will enjoy it, and I hope you will. Continue to join me over the next year, at least, at least one more year. Or maybe I'll just go to episode 200 and then I'll, then I'll just give up and be like, all right, I've done 200 episodes. I think I'm done now. Yeah. But thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Go back, listen to, there's like 130 something episodes to go listen to. This is fucking. Look at all that fun you can have. All that great content. Barney's on like a fucking shit ton of them. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Still relatively long, even with the two of us, but you know, that's what happens. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed, and I'll see you all in the next one. Goodbye. Oh, bye, guys.